And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at Lenny Autumn. Hey, I totally just leaned in for that, which I shouldn't. So <laughs> I, do you want I me was to wondering, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. Do you want me to just Sultry. say it again from yeah? And I'm Lindsay. Do you want me to just say it from here? Okay, because that was sure, weird. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I can't. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> We're so close. Okay. Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 32. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay, and today we're talking about homemaking during the summer. With school winding down and the days growing longer, many of us are looking forward to summer holidays. But as we stare down a season of wanting to do all the things, while still working or caring for the kids or maintaining our homes, one could reasonably wonder, is it possible? Well, never fear, your guide to summer homemaking is here. But first, if you're loving this podcast, then we would be so happy if you could take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the Modern Lady Podcast on iTunes. It really does help our little podcast become more visible on such a large platform. This week's shout out goes to Cream Egg 468 who was so kind to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and commented, quote, As a first-time young mom, I love the Modern Lady podcast. I really appreciate that they record the show with a plan to inform their listeners about manners, hospitality, and even the spiritual motivations in our lives, all while keeping it fun and discussing what they're loving this week at the end of each episode. Please never hide your faith in God. It is so refreshing to hear. End quote. Thank you so much for leaving this review. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. Or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. There's a quote going around social media that says something like, make no mistake between my personality and my attitude. My personality is who I am. My attitude depends on how you treat me. You know what? This is brutal. (laughs) Please don't be this person. (laughs) Today's etiquette tip is a reminder that as ladies, we sometimes need to give people a pass. Call it being merciful, being graceful, offering it up, taking the high road, call it whatever you'd like. But because we are considerate adults, We recognize that our attitude is something that we do have control over, and we ladies understand that people are fighting battles that we have no idea about. So that person that snagged your parking space, the salesperson that seems distracted, the grumpy police officer, (laughs) um, we have no idea what their day has been like, and so we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. When we conduct ourselves with poise and self-control, when we regulate our reactions, when we smile instead of scorn, we can actually be a bright spot in someone's bad day. Treating others how you wish to be treated isn't just proper etiquette. It's the gospel truth. And it is so hard (laughs) to do, right? Oh my goodness. I find I react so emotionally to things. It's that knee-jerk reaction that gets me every time. And it's just practice, right? And so right. there's that St. Jose Maria quote that so many of us love that says, um, 
try to think about it, this person not as annoying you, but as sanctifying you. <laughs> I can't oh, tell you yes. how many times I've said in my head, this is sanctifying me. This is sanctifying me through gritted <laughs> teeth. <laughs> and it was funny because I, I actually got this tip, which doesn't seem like a tip, uh, you know, out front, but it is. I got it off a list of um of tips that said should be unspoken etiquette tips. And it is a good reminder that it is etiquette about how we treat people back. And that like with all the etiquette tips, we have to continuously remind ourselves of it and practice it. But that idea that my attitude is based on how you treat me. mm -mm, No, we're not going to let that fly here on the modern lady podcast, right? We're going to try ourselves and try to encourage everyone to have control over your attitude and treat people like how you want to be treated. Summertime and the living is easy, so sang Ella Fitzgerald. But is this necessarily true for the homemakers, Lindsay? Well, I know that I've spent many a sunny day stuck indoors getting my chores done. And you know what? This was true when I had a full-time job and only two days off during my work week. And it's true now as a full-time homemaker. I felt bitter more times than Mm. I can count when I felt like I was just working off an endless to-do list, you know, and you'd see people uploading their photos onto social media from cottages and at the fireworks and bonfires and the beach. And I just spent what seemed like years and it was years it was a decade of just sitting on the couch getting my to-do list done whether it was breastfeeding or having to potty train or just staying on top of my laundry it just seemed endless and you know what I'm human and that just made me grow more and more upset and so I stopped even looking forward to summer break um because it just seems like women don't really get breaks does it yeah no it's a lot of it's a lot of different kind of work than during the year, right? So I think we have this expectation or this desire that summer is a time to kind of lay back a little bit Mm -hmm. and relax and kick up our feet. And so we have this, we keep looking forward to it, but the days get longer and the weather gets warmer, but the workload just kind of shifts (laughs) as opposed to backs off. And there is um, a lot of pressure, I think, especially living in Canada, because our winter, our summers are so short, or they seem so much shorter than the winters. Yeah. <laughs> Even now in May, right? Like we had the long weekend in May last yeah. weekend, which is traditionally when people would be getting out to start their gardening. And it was freezing. Yeah. It was so cold, right? So we have like this short window of opportunity for warm weather living and there seems to be so much to do yeah and I don't know if everybody got as bitter about it as I did um but Mm. I really did like I started over the years um becoming quite resentful of it's the fact that it seemed like everybody else was living a summer life and I was stuck at home and I know I'm not alone in that. I felt like I was alone in that. And I know that people only share their great moments, right? They're not sharing the mm-hmm. pictures of them cleaning. Although I did on my Instagram this morning. Um, <laughs> you do. It inspires the rest of us to clean. But yes, I but understand that, what you're saying. Yeah, yes. that is my life, right? Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I, yep, I am scrubbing the floors again right now. But I felt like it was getting to the point where I was like, I had to face the fact that it wasn't going to be in my obituary that I had stayed home from the park to clean the floors while every, like, (laughs) while Jason was making new memories with the kids. And Mm -hmm. I was like, it was that whole martyr mom syndrome, right? And I was like, okay, this isn't serving anybody. And, but we do have those chores to get done. We do have stuff to do. And 
I wonder how much of it was that I hadn't given myself permission um, to just enjoy the summer because it was never put on me from Jason or even from society. It was just like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just one of those people that loves to have a full to-do list, but then also complain about the full to-do list. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I I think it's kind of natural that a lot of the the family life, whether you're working or not, it seems to be that still the majority of this type of work falls on the women to at least consider, right? And, you know, we have very helpful husbands, but often we have to be okay with delegating things to share, share the workload, right? And this reminds me, there's a vintage instructional video I'm back into those again. Yes. Um, they're like the kind they showed in high school. And I keep thinking they should still show these in high school, but they're yeah. so cheesy. The voiceover guy in this particular video comes out just saying like, how do the Smiths enjoy their summer trips and have time to <laughs> spend time together? I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. But the whole video, the message is essentially that it it needs to be a family effort and the mother is under a lot of pressure at the beginning and though it is the 1950s when this was produced I think the sentiment is still there that we are allowed to share the workload Mm -hmm. even though um, we may be the one who wants the amazing summer of everything the most that we have a, a team of people that can help make that happen. Yes, absolutely. There's another thing I kept seeing around on social media that was like, what is a vacation for a mom? Well, it's just washing dishes in another location. And <laughs> and that's in right. And it, and this wasn't even like a misogynistic post. Like it's just like that no. was written by women. And that's what real it life. does. It is yeah. real life. And that's is what it feels like. And it, and like you're saying, we need to be able to rope everybody in and get help and delegate. And I think a lot of us start out the summer with like those good plans on how to get like chore charts done and get the kids involved. And like, we're going to do all this and we kind of lose steam halfway through. And I think that that's also very normal, whether it's Mm -hmm. like our grand plans to get chores done in the house clean or our grand plans to have the best, most amazing summer ever. And then by like halfway through July, (laughs) it's just, (laughs) it's just all done. I find I'm, I'm done by the end of Canada day long weekend. Okay. Right. That's (laughs) July 2nd. (laughs) I'm just like, Oh, I'm exhausted. That was a lot. (laughs) It's so true. And so Mm -hmm. I think that what you and I want to do with this episode is we want to come up with some good tips and how to share and how to kind of keep that motivation going throughout the summer to both achieve um, getting your chores done and keeping the house maintained as a homemaker, but also enjoying your summer. So we have some tips Mm -hmm. to share. Yes. I love thinking about what we can do with where we're at, right? And one of the best things that I've uh, kind of tried to keep in mind over the years actually comes from Michaelin Smith and she blogs at The Nesting Place, I think. Mm -hmm. She talks about this concept of lovely limitations and this is in the context of decorating, but I have tried to apply this to my own lovely limitations in my life too. So we were talking, Lindsay, about, for example, if you're in the newborn phase and you're exclusively breastfeeding your child and you can't you know, always join the party or you're stuck in the room upstairs mm. <laughs> trying to nurse your fussy baby, you know, what can you do with that? It does Maybe you can't sit down and enjoy a drink um, child-free right now, but maybe this is your summer 
for audiobooks and just pouring yourself a really nice thermos of hot cocoa and sitting in and settling down for an audiobook. Or if you're stuck at home, I was always stuck at home in the afternoons for naps and I would set up little outdoor nooks in all the sunspots around my house depending on what time of day it was. And I'd have like a little lawn chair there with a little stool or something to put my book or my drink. And so when my kids went down for naps, even though I wasn't at the beach, I could still sit in the sun. Just being I love creative. that. You, yeah. And you carved again, like we've talked so many times, even with our Fika episode about having that afternoon coffee break, it's about being intentional, right? And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've been doing that we've talked about before, and you are the one who inspired me is the whole getting up early thing. And oh, I still, yes. <laughs> I hate even saying it because that other part of me is like, no, still is like, I just remember, I remember my kids, you guys, my kids didn't sleep. I'm not exaggerating. They nursed every 40 minutes. So when I finally started sleeping, which has only been this last year, I thought, yeah, right. I'm going to set my alarm and get up. Like this is the one year that I can actually sleep until seven, but Mm. getting up early, totally a game changer. And I know that other moms have done this too. They said the same thing and it actually works and it feels great. And so with the summer, it's just so great to sleep with my curtains wide open. And then you do actually like gently awaken with the sunrise. I've stopped closing our curtains at night. I stopped that about a year ago and I have loved waking up like blinded by the sun, (laughs) but your body (laughs) actually wakes up very differently than it does in the winter and in the darkness. And I wake up and I'm already in a good mood. And let me just say that when I am awake for a half hour or so before the kids wake up and each kid wakes up and comes down to greet me, I am like Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. I'm like, good morning, children. (laughs) Versus if I'm still in bed and they come wake me, me up. <laughs> that right. is like Cruella yes. Deville as a human. <laughs> and so very, very different. So waking up and starting my day before the children, game changer, especially during the summer when the sun is already up and you can slip out back with your cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I love doing is this is a classic and it's a classic because it works. And you and I've talked about this so many times, but it is the to-do list, writing out the to-do list. And Mm. I especially, again, love doing this in the summer. And we interviewed Brittany Hall a couple episodes ago. She's on Instagram at Brit Hall underscore. And she does something really cool on her Insta stories. And she posts her to-do list in her Insta stories. And then she like kind of stroke it off throughout her Insta stories as she's working on it. And I love that that actually started Mm -hmm. um inspiring me to kind of do my to-do list cute on like um using an app right where you can type it all out and then just stroking it off and sharing it because like you and i've talked about before if we're going to be on social media let's allow it to help us be accountable if that works for you and it works for me and so Mm -hmm. sharing that to-do list and then cheering each other on with your friends who are doing the same thing that really helps me in the summer I love that. Yeah, I'm a big to-do list fan as well. Um, And one thing that I have actually started doing with my to-do lists in the morning is just taking a moment because I'm already um, trying to do my scripture readings at the same time. So I'm Mm -hmm. in the mind frame doing the two of them almost at the same time. But just saying a quick prayer over the to-do list, Mm -hmm. just being like, God, this is these are my plans for today. (laughs) And I don't know what you're going to do with them. But, you know, help me to have the strength and the perseverance to complete all the tasks that need to be done. And then being able to let go and give the rest to him. What God needed you to get done, 
is what's going to happen that day. I love that. Another thing that I like doing is, <laughs> this sounds crazy again, but trying to be done all of my chores by 9 a.m. And here's the thing. So when I have a play date, so a lot of my friends love to get up and out of the house earlier than I like to get up and ready for the day. So they like <laughs> want to be at my house for 9 a.m. or 9.30. And so on oh, those yes. mornings when I, like, because they want to drop their kids off at school and then come here, right? So it's super early yep. and that's that's fine. And on those mornings, I actually somehow magically can get my whole house clean before 9 a.m. Mm, I can't seem to yes. do that when friends aren't <laughs> coming over. And so I stand, and I actually stand there and scratch my head and think, how am I suddenly, like, how? <laughs> I'm suddenly motivated to do this before they come over. So I want to challenge myself this summer and get all of my chores done before 9am because I know I'm capable of doing it. And mm -hmm. so it just, and then your work is done for the day. And it is so much easier to maintain a clean house that you've started out with than to try to start cleaning at different points during a busy day. And when I've started out with a clean house, and even if I've had seven kids over that day, which happens a lot in my house, I can clean up in 30 minutes done once mm -hmm. they've left because I started out with a clean house. So that's one of my goals for myself this summer is to get up and get my chores all done before 9am. That is so good. And you know what? Scheduling helps so much. So mm -hmm. within that to-do list, right? Yeah. Um, there is still freedom within a schedule. Uh, I, I know I've talked to a friend about this before, but so often... I'm also a pre 9am chores person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For us, it, it is the school time rush. Um, but that's just in my mind already. Every day, it's the same routine. Pre 9am, there's a certain amount of chores that we get done. But then between 9 to 12, it is scheduled free time almost for me. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it can look different every day, but you've kind of gotten the stuff out of the way that needs to get done. So in the summer, it can look like, okay, 9 to 12, which is, we try to be home for lunch. What is it today? Is it a day trip? Are we going to go visit a friend? Do we need to run errands? It can be whatever, but there there is freedom in the daily rhythms if you yes. have one. And one of my mm -hmm. daily rhythms, and I believe we've talked about this on another homemaking episode, but I think it's important to share again, that what works in my house is that we have the three tidy periods a day. We clean up in the morning and, and we always start with a clean house too, right? Because I clean up late at night. So I always come down to a clean main floor in my house, but we always do a morning cleanup. So beds, laundry, all of that. We do an afternoon cleanup right before um, Jason comes home. So he's normally done work at four. Um, so we do, it takes a half hour once you grab the kids and you're like, that's mm. it quick half hour tidy up and everything is clean for when he gets home. And then we do the family tidy up at bedtime. And then Jason and I come down and do a deeper clean after the kids are in bed. But just having, like you're saying, a set routine with set chores that happen at each period during the day it becomes second nature and you can bang it off so much quicker than you think you can. We, oh my gosh, how many times have we talked about how much you can get done while the cup of tea is brewing, right? Between boiling mm, the kettle yes. and getting the cup of tea. I, I, when I did work full time and I did work full time when I had two kids and I was raised by a working mom and my mom stood in her nice work clothes and was hand washing those dishes as we were finishing our breakfasts before she left the house in the morning. It takes two minutes, literally two minutes, set your timer to hand wash breakfast dishes and then they're done. Mm -hmm. But in our head, it's like, oh, this is going to take forever. But if we actually do it and time ourselves, we're like, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. But you don't know that until you've kind of experimented with how long certain chores take in your house. 
Right. And experimenting uh, with what will work for you and mm-hmm. in your season of life and in your particular family. Um, it, it doesn't have to be like utilitarian or, you know, um, it can be a fun trying things out. Right? Yes. Just have fun with it is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, yeah. And I have found so much success with like streamlining certain parts of your to-do list, yes. especially for the summer months. Like you can streamline your meal plans, for example, and that will take so much less time um, because you have the ingredients on hand, having about five winning meals that everyone will eat um, in your mind and just rotate through them. Like you were saying, <laughs> we were laughing about what our summer meals look like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Like we'll have hot dogs at least one to two times a week in yeah. the summer. Yeah. And weren't you saying that like ice cream counts for dinner too sometimes? Oh my gosh. I, I'm not even like people can <laughs> people can judge all they want, but there is many a time in the Murray household where dinner is ice cream, where we're sitting on the front porch. It's not going to kill us. Like it's mm-hmm. and I'm super healthy now in my life, but I have zero issue with having ice cream for dinner if that's what we're having that night and we're having great memories. And you know what? It's it's totally fine. Or yeah, having hot dogs three times that week or having oh I was thinking about this. Like if we're going to do a play date, talk about streamlining. One of the, my favorite play dates you and I did was pizza on my front lawn with the kids and we yes. put the blankets down. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to overcomplicate it. And one of the things we're doing with our home renovations right now is, as you and I've said, we're doing a new deck and we're mm-hmm. actually going back to a traditional dining table outside because ah, this family is eating outside from March until October, you know, yes. and crumbs mm-hmm. outside, no spills, more relaxed mom, um, bundle up kids because we're eating every meal <laughs> outside. <laughs> yes, that's right. Because it's so cold. But you know what? The benefit of it still being chilly outside mm-hmm. is that there's no bugs yet. Yes, so. that's true. That's true. Yes. You can't win either way, but you can win some ways sometimes. And you that's know right. what? I don't barbecue. I don't know if you barbecue. I, every year I keep meaning to learn, but it's time yes. in our house for dad to do the bulk of the cooking. And mm-hmm. I used to, oh my goodness, I always spent time with my staying at my grandparents' house every summer since I was like two years old. And I loved it because I've talked before about my perfect homemaking grandmother, June. And so she, all summer, um, she would have the meat, like the meat marinating and the potatoes chopped up and everything ready to go. My grandpa would come home from work. She would pour her glass of wine. She would sit and put her legs up. Then he would grill. He would hand us like frying potatoes. He'd fry the potatoes on like a cast iron pan on the barbecue. And he'd be handing us potatoes as they were cooking and she'd be sipping her wine. And it was just their summer rhythm and they would talk about Mm -hmm. their days. And, um, I just loved that. So it's like in our house and I know how traditional this sounds, but in our house, it's like dad takes over the cooking for the summer. And instead of me then trying to get more things done, I'm going to sit and put my feet up with that drink and sit and talk with my husband. Yes. That is such a good point. I, I, I have learned how to barbecue. Oh, you have. Past few years. I have. Um, we went through a phase where Phil needed to work a lot yeah. um, just because of work circumstances, right? And he kept telling me, like, um, it's better to barbecue in the summer because you don't overheat the house. Yeah. Right? And so, but we have a... Um, 
a gas. I- I'm just really nervous about fire and gas. So I don't am know I. If anyone else is? You know, <laughs> that's why I haven't done it yet. I'm the clumsiest <laughs> yes. person in the world, and I will blow up the neighborhood. I'm so nervous. <laughs> you know what? It's not. I can speak from experience. I am used to it now, and it's um, it's rather simple once you okay. have the steps. Um, so. I had a couple of tips to help with kids. Yeah. So the first is that I remember my mom always telling me with kids, you don't necessarily need to play with them. But I remember my mom always being playful with us, right? You know, it's as simple as just having a smile on your face. I remember my mom would sing like older songs just as she was going about her housework Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, or you can make silly faces at your kids. You can dance as you're prepping lunch. Like you can do all these things. It doesn't require you necessarily to have to build something out of Lego or pull out the Play-Doh yourself if that's not what you're feeling like doing in the moment. Uh, And that really lets you off the hook, I think. And then in the same line as we're talking about streamlining our menu and our meal plans, I've also found a lot of simplicity in streamlining wardrobe and hygiene. So at the beginning of every summer, I often go to the thrift store and I will buy a ton of kids' clothes and then I don't care what happens to them. And then we were talking just about this, like full baths every night. Yeah. No, not even in the summer when they're kind of grimy. We do like a foot rinse and then done. Okay. So let me tell you about foot rinses. So my mother, I don't know if she'll listen to this, but uh, I have two very neat freak parents and they'll, they'll be the first to admit it. My parents kept a spotless house. My whole childhood, they still have a spotless house and there was nothing my mom hated more than dirty feet. And so Mm -hmm. they're my childhood home that they still live in. We always used the garage entrance and it the garage entrance happens to be like the ground floor. So we would walk in through the garage and my mother would make each of us sit on the washing machine because it was like the wash. So, you know, like the, um, the washing tub, the sink, right. And it was in between the washer and the dryer. So we'd have Mm -hmm. to sit on the dryer or the washing machine. We'd put our feet into the sink and my mom had to wash each of our feet every single night sitting in that laundry tub before we were able to enter into the house and go upstairs. And so, um, I'm not quite that strict. But let me just tell you, after washing my carpets this morning in the living room and seeing all the dirt that has been tracked in, I might be taking a page from that book this summer because there is a lot of dirt tracked in. But yeah, it's like just literally hosing them down, right? Kids yes. love it. They I, love being sprayed with the hose. That is half of our summer entertainment in our house is just spraying the kids with the hose. And that's the bath. Oh, goodness, which we don't understand. That water is absolutely freezing cold. But the more humane desire that we have on our wish lists would be outdoor showers at every house. That would be the dream. I was just thinking about that, right? And Mm -hmm. um, with doing kind of our backyard planning right now, we have a very small backyard, so this won't happen. But I honestly thought for a minute, can we build an outdoor shower? Because that would just be the (laughs) easiest thing to do before the kids come in to go to bed. Oh, goodness. I know my brother and sister-in-law have one at their house and we use it so often, but they live at the beach. So that makes sense. But I I don't think that should matter. I don't think we should discriminate between urban people and beach people. (laughs) (laughs) We all deserve outdoor outdoor showers. That's my that's my activism for today. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So. It all comes down, once again, as we talk about in every episode, to balance. And I think that it's striking 
That balance for us as the homemaker between wanting to have the super amazing summer of fun and joy and, well, we still have to get our chores done. And as much as I love having a clean house, and you guys know me, I love having a clean house, um, mm-hmm. there was a poem that I read. It's a two-line poem that I read before, long before I had kids when I was in university. And um, I don't know the exact name of the poet right now, but I do remember the poem line for line. And it says, the wet grass comes in on the children's feet the house is smiling. And that I actually think about that all the time because I have seen the wet grass on my children's feet. And the idea that the house is smiling, well, that's what I want for my house. And I know that that's what you want for yours as well. All right, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? Okay, I'm sorry, but I need to say this again. It's something I've already said that I love because I just I just can't stop loving Murder, She Wrote. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a lot of episodes, so there it is. makes sense. You're you're still on the train. Okay, that's, I that's am. That's totally fine. And I need to yeah. push this again for everybody. So Jason and the kids are now obsessed too. And I just, I love everything about this show. So I'm loving her clothing. And maybe that's just crazy because I'm not a 60 year old woman and it's not <laughs> 1986. But seriously, her clothing is so like modest and stylish and timeless. And I love how she carries herself and how she speaks with people. And like she's assertive and intelligent, but gentle and ladylike. And there's no curse words and they don't take the Lord's name in vain. And there's no blood and gore despite it being a show about murders. And so, <laughs> I can't believe that there is a family-friendly murder show, but there is. And so yes. it's just like, I, I'm sorry, I've only been reading boring classical books that I can't share because they're boring. And so this has like been dominating our family life. So Amazon Prime, Murder, She Wrote. I love it. Um, so what have you been loving this week, Michelle? So this is actually something I'm revisiting too, though I don't think I've shared it here before. And I have been re-listening to The Greatest Showman soundtrack. So have you seen the movie? No, I haven't. The Greatest Showman? Oh, okay. It's a great movie. We really enjoyed it. Um, But we watched it maybe a year, a year and a half ago um, and loved the soundtrack back then. And I've been looking for something to have on in the background lately, but nothing too sleepy, but not too peppy either. And something that I don't have to think too hard about, but is still enjoyable. So, you know, an easy um, requirements list. (laughs) Yeah. And the soundtrack is good because the songs are very singable. There aren't too many of them. There's none of those, like, uh, not a lot of those reprises. I don't often like those in musicals where they have long musical interludes or... Um, but anyways, uh, and the movie itself is is good and I can easily picture the movie in my head as I'm listening, which makes when I'm doing mundane tasks really enjoyable. I can picture it in my head. So I would recommend both the movie and the soundtrack, but uh, the soundtrack is very catchy and um, yeah, quite enjoyable for your summer listening as well. Do you belt it out? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to picture I do. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. In the car for sure. It is a belting out type of song- soundtrack. Like once you get the lyrics under control, mm-hmm. Joanna and I are often um, <laughs> just down the highway. That's awesome. The two of us. Yeah. 
Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. And if you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at Lenny Autumn. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.